0: Welcome to the Pastor Nora King podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. And so here we are tonight, and I'm expecting God to meet us. I don't ever, you know, try to uh, tell the Lord, I think you ought to do this or I think you ought to do that. I just am open to the Holy Spirit. How about you? And if we come into this room open to the Holy Spirit, hungry and desiring God to move in our life. See, I want Him to move in all of you and us as a group, but I want Him to move in me. How about you? I, I, I want a deposit of the Holy Spirit in my life. I am not satisfied. I am not satisfied. That doesn't mean that I'm not content in the Lord because I am. But I'm not satisfied with where I was yesterday. I want God to lead me on into His Spirit, into this walk of the Spirit. Amen? All right. Take your Bibles and turn to Isaiah 58. You know, I'm going to take a few minutes here and um, share some scripture with you that I feel like God has laid upon my heart, Isaiah 58. And I'm not going to read the first four scriptures and verses in Isaiah 58. But I am going to tell you that there were a group of people and they were fasting But God wasn't pleased with their fast because their fast was all about religious tradition. It was all about making an outward demonstration of something that really wasn't going on in their life. And as I read this, I read it in another translation and it really stood out to me. These people, uh, they were pretending like they wanted to get close to God, but they really didn't. It was all pretension. And they were fasting to please themselves, to say, hey, look at me, I'm spiritual. It was that kind of thing. Verse number four, it says this in the New Living, What good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? I want to tell you, when you fast, God is going to point out some things in your life, in my life, that needs attention. And these people were fussing and fighting and going on, and yet they were coming before the Lord like they were so humble. Now, is that a condemning word? No, but if the shoe fits, I think you have to wear it and you got to get it right. No fussing, no fighting, no quarreling. And get things right, forgive people and release things and go on. Amen. Amen. So he said, what good is this fasting if you keep on fighting and quarreling? Now listen to this, this kind of fa- fasting will never get you anywhere with me. Wow. Wow. When I read that, this kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with me, but there is a fast that will get you somewhere with God, and the somewhere that it takes you is into breakthroughs, breaking change, breaking fetters, and we can read about all of that, and we're going to look at it here in just a minute, but fasting and being religious and look at me. I, You know, look at me. I'm really uh, something. I'm religious. I'm, uh, you know, one of these people that gives an outward demonstration, but I'm empty on the inside. I don't care anything about that. Do you? I don't care anything about that. I want God to be in my life. I want Him to be number one. I want Him to lead me. I want Him to guide me. Amen? He wants to lead and He wants to guide you tonight. He wants to walk with you and you walk with Him. You remember reading about Enoch, how Enoch walked with God? And then one day what happened? He was not. I I think there's going to be An Enoch epidemic in the earth before Jesus comes. Because we're going to be walking with the Lord and then one day we're not. We're with Him. We've been raptured. That's powerful. That's powerful. But we need to be people who walk with God and who hear His Spirit talking to us. Now, I'm going to tell you, when I first began to, uh, I was filled with the Holy Spirit, and then I, I realized that you could walk, and you could hear God, and you could talk to God, and you could commune with Him, but the awesome thing was He could commune with you too. I'm going to tell you, when you fast and you pull away, that's a wonderful time to hear God to allow his voice to speak to you. Now, everybody in this room, we're all at different stages in our walk with the Lord. And maybe we're new in the spirit-filled walk and hearing the Lord and that kind of thing. But I'm gonna tell you, you can grow in that. But the way that you grow in it is begin to press on in and begin to walk in it. I remember when I first began to hear the voice of the Lord. And see, we always think, well, you know, it'll be, you know, God will use me in prophesying in church. He'll use me in praying over someone in church. But see, what we don't realize in our day-to-day activities, God wants to use us in the gifts of the Holy Spirit and Him speaking to us and moving upon us and I was on a school bus and we were going to Six Flags Over Georgia and then we were coming back from Six Flags Over Georgia. I wasn't in church. I wasn't before a group of people, but I began to hear the voice of the Lord and this was so new to me. I had never heard God like this before and I just heard God keep saying, I wanna do something on this bus. I wanna do something on this bus. And then I just kept saying, well, he wants to do something on this bus, but I didn't know what he wanted to do. And then I started, no, I want you to go to that person there, and I want you, they need healing, and I want you to pray for them. I want you to pray for them. God showed me the person. And, you know, I didn't have courage. I didn't have, oh my gosh, what if I say that and it's not right, you know, and all of that. You, can anybody relate to that or nobody can? Okay, and so, but anyway, we go over there and pray for, you remember it. We go over there and pray for this uh, this girl and lay hands on her. And we didn't know it, but she had heard her back her tailbone, she had hurt herself on a ride and she was in tremendous pain. And so we go over there and lay hands on her and pray for her. And boy, I mean, she starts shouting the praises, shouting the praises, you know. God touched her. But see, in every situation, wherever we go, expect God to use you in that way. Expect God to use you. It's not when you get, everybody doesn't have a platform on here. You know, but you do have a platform. You do have a sphere of influence. And I'm going to tell you, as we're fasting and we're pressing into God, listen to the voice of God. Listen to Him. And he's not not going to tell you to do flaky stuff. I'm not talking about that. Every time, I feel like, how many of you know when I talk about these things, I have to say that. Why? Because people do flaky things. But I've just decided, you know, that's God's business if people do flaky things. I'm not the judge of all the world, you know. God has to teach us and train us the same way. He had to teach and train me and you that are in this room, new people that are, you know, this walk is new with you. He'll he'll teach you too. Amen. So fasting is important and there's a way to fast that brings great results. Now listen to this. In verse number six, let's read that. Uh, out of the King James. Is this not the fast that I have chosen? See, he tells you what the fast is not, and then he starts telling you in verse number six what the fast is. This is the fast that I have chosen, to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every. Now, there's a lot of good scripture related to fasting. I'm not going to get into it tonight, but I would really encourage you to read it. It, it, It's important in your fast, okay? But as I was looking at this in the New Living in verse number 6, it says, This is the kind of fasting I want. Who is talking? God. This is the kind of fast I want, and don't you believe that it doesn't change things. It does exactly what he's saying here. When we pray, we fast, and we press on into God, and we need to be expecting things to happen. You know, I know last week God spoke to me, and he told me, he said, I want you to pray for the oppressed, and it's out of this scripture right here. If you know someone that's on drugs, if you know someone that's alcoholic pornography you know someone that is bound with depression mental illness and all those types of things you need to write their name down right now and when we come down here you need to put their name in here because we're going to believe that these things that I'm going to share right now are going to happen we're believe- I'm go- I'm going to tell you miracles are in the air there's miracles and God's people believing right now In this house, some things can happen. It is not church as usual. It's not things the way they've always been. We're coming up higher, and he's doing a new thing. Hallelujah. So here he says he will loose or free bands of wickedness wickedness, wicked spirits, you know, Ephesians 6 talks about spirits of wickedness. Now, I look this up, you know, you can make a guess what that would mean, but let's just look after I studied a little bit here. This wickedness means to vex. It means to violate. It means to condemn. It also means depravity immorality, iniquity, and sin. That's what the enemy wants to take people's lives down the spiritual tube, if you will, the drain. He wants to completely destroy lives. But God said, when you fast and when you seek me, this is the kind of fast, and these are the kind of things that I'm going to do in the lives of people. Now, some of you, You may need some of these things to happen for you. And if you do, then you believe for that to happen. But we also know lots of people, they could be family. It could be people that we work with. It could be acquaintances that we know, whatever the case may be, we're believing that these things are gonna be dealt with. And these uh, spirits of wickedness, the bands of wickedness will be loosed and people will be free. And then it goes on to say, undo heavy burdens. That means to untie, to disentangle, to unlock and unwrap. You remember Lazarus in the grave, in the tomb, and he had died and they had wrapped him up in the grave clothes. And what did Jesus say? Jesus spoke to a few men and he said, you go and you loose him and you let him go. And see, that's what God wants to do in this day, in this hour. He wants to undo heavy burdens, weights and bondages that pull on people, that keep them down, that keep them from receiving this victory that I was talking about tonight. Fasting and prayer and seeking God in the Spirit of God, moving, moving, will change a person's lives. And just like Lazarus was unwrapped from the grave clothes. God wants us to stand in the gap and make up the hedge so people can receive the unwrapping of the grave clothes that have them bound. Disentangle. You know, when I hear that word, you know, you just think about, you know, a child's hair, you know, when your kids are little and I mean, how do, how do that many tangles get in your little girl's hair? I don't know. Eddie and I were watching something the other night and it's showing this little girl and, and her mom was, you know, talking to her or whatever and she had taken her bangs and cut a big gap out of there. I told Eddie, I said, that's nothing. When I was a little girl, I took mine and I took it all the way up to here. <laughs> I was a hairdresser. I was only about five, but I was a hairdresser. But anyway, your kids can get, you know, hair Tangled, and you just think, how in the world can you get all those tangles out? Well, see, I want to tell you, that's the way a life sometimes can be. We're so entangled. We're so encumbered. The enemy has, you know, he's just done everything to try to destroy. But we as God's people, we can fast, we can pray, we can seek God, and we can see people Freed by the power of God. You know, we live in a time where there's not not much talk about the miracle signs and wonders of God. There's not much talk even about fasting anymore. Years ago, you would hear about fasting. Now, that's just been laid on, you know, that's laid on the shelf. We, we don't need to do that. You know, that's just kind of fanatical. We'll just go in here and have a, have church and, you know, we'll grow and, you know, we'll, we'll preach a little milk and, uh, you know, and, but we don't, we won't say anything to hurt it, you know, to make anybody get upset or mad at us. Well that's not the kind of church because I guarantee you if you sit in a church where the word of God is being preached and the spirit of God is moving you're going to be convicted, you're going to be shown things, the light of God is going to come forth and you're going to have to deal with your bad self. (laughs) You understand? You're not bad. All right. Moving right along. Now he to undo, to untie, to disentangle, unlock. See, some people are locked up in the prison house. We gotta let them go. And then it says to undo those heavy burdens, and we know that burdens are bondages, weights. It's like having a ball and chain around your ankle just can't move, just can't go. It it has to do with a load. It has to do with obstruction. You know, you've got a path to go, but there's obstruction in your pathway and you can't go. How many of you know people like that? How many of you, and don't raise hands, how many of you are in here tonight and this describes maybe some of the things that are going on in your life? But see, the fast and prayer can change those things. And then it says, let the oppressed go free. And that's You know, where God spoke to me about, let's pray for people that are under the oppression of the devil. And this word oppressed, it has to do with being crushed or being discouraged and being bruised. Life can give you lots of bruises. And you know, there's one thing about bruises You know, I can be here tonight and have on this jacket and I can have this big bruise underneath here. Nobody knows it because it's all covered up. And that's the way a life can be sometimes. We're, um, the oppression of the enemy is upon our lives and we can be bruised by life. Nobody can see it. Nobody can detect it, but it's there. And I tell you what, during this time of fasting and prayer, if that's you, let God lift that from you. Heal those bruises. Heal those things that are going on in your life. Don't continue year after year of going on and on and on with that. I'm going to tell you something. I tell you lots of things, don't I? I just go off on these little little paths, but I just think about people that are going through things and they have these bruises that I'm talking about. But you know, they don't do anything to get freed from it. Especially people that would sit in a place like this. But they just continue rehearsing, rehearsing, rehearsing. What happened to them, the problems. You know, somebody told me the other day, uh, you know, that they had something that was going on, you know, talking about it. Then they had something, how, how long was that? 50 years ago. 50 years ago. It's time to get through what we've been going through. Fifty years is enough time. Sixty years is enough time. Some people live their life and go to the grave, and they're still carrying the bruises of life, and they won't release, they won't forget, and they won't let go. You're not doing that, are you? We're releasing and we're letting go things. And, you know, I've found that God deals with my life... It's a layering process. You understand what I'm saying? He can deal with me on one level, and yeah, I can get that taken care of. Then the next thing you know, he's digging a little bit deeper, and he reveals something else. And it's like, I didn't know that. I need to deal with that. Help me, Lord. But see, the fast can be a part of that that helps you get through it. Amen? Let the oppressed go free. And you know, when you think about the oppressed, you think about someone who is enslaved. As we're going to pray here tonight, the first thing we're going to pray about is these people that we've written down on our prayer cards that have been under the oppression of the enemy. And they've been enslaved, and they've been tormented, and and they've been put under foot of the devil. But if you're a Christian... He's supposed to be under your foot, not you're under his foot, you understand that. But isn't it a wonderful thing that God didn't leave us in that predicament? He said, this is the kind of fast that I want, and I want the oppressed to go free. And then he goes on to say to break every yoke and remove the chains that bind people. That's what he's really talking about. So tonight, As we come forward to pray, I'm believing that as we pray over these people that there are going to be some things that you're going to be rejoicing about. You're going to be sharing them with all of us and we're going to be rejoicing with you because people are not going to stay the same. There are going to be changes in Jesus' name. There's going to be a whole lot of changing going on. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.